Hi, I'm Carmen LaBerge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Encouraging you to live as an ambassador of God's kingdom in the world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. It is Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. Do I have that right, Paul? I think it's the three. I think it's three days till Christmas. Yeah, yeah, you got it right. Twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth. So three shopping days left before Christmas. Three days of preparation. If you were three days away from a baby arriving at your house, what would you need to be doing? I mean, in addition to like cleaning everything. Um, all right. So three days away. Um, the trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem would ordinarily not take very long, but uh, this close to having a baby and needing to ride on a donkey at least part of the way, um, like travel preparations at least are beginning. Um, If not the actual, yeah, I mean, the actual journey probably took them just the day of what we consider Christmas Eve, but um, surely Mary was beginning to prepare figure out how am I, how am I going to get, get myself with my husband? How are we going to get there? How are we going to get there? You got, you having those thoughts this year? How are we going to get there? So one of you yesterday, uh, just at the very end of the show said, um, Hey, I'm out picking some things up last minute gifts, last minute items. And this was the question, what can I pick up for you while I'm out? And I thought, well, isn't that sweet? Isn't that so kind? And, um, Here's what you can pick up for me while you're out today. You ready? I mean, if you got a pencil, pen, making mental notes, got that keep notes thing up on your phone. Here's what you can pick up for me today while you're out. Pick up the spirits of someone who is in need of the good news of great joy that is for all people. They're not hard to find. They're not hard to find. I found a woman yesterday who needed her spirits to be picked up. So that's what you can do for me today. You can pick up the chin of a child who is discouraged. Um, You know, while you're out, what could you pick up for me? You could, um, you could pick up, lift up someone else who is not experiencing the good news of great joy for all people in this season. I mean, as I thought about this overnight, I thought, you know, we really ought to be pickup artists. Like, we ought to have some good pickup lines that ring true, even if they're a little bit corny or silly or strange. So, um, have you got any? You got any good pickup lines? When you think about picking up the spirits of people around you, you can always text me at 877-933-2484. Where in the word are you today? It's the 22nd of December, so I am uh, reading through the Bible with Faith Radio, and we are in Luke chapter 22. And I know that there are those who have wondered, I'm like, okay, so we're reading through the entirety of the Gospel of Luke uh, in in December in the lead up to Christmas. Shouldn't we be reading Luke chapters 1 and 2? Yes, but I suspect you're reading Luke chapters 1 and 2. I suspect you're reading Isaiah 9. I suspect you're reading Isaiah 60. I suspect you are reading um, the narratives in, uh, in the Gospel of Matthew about the birth of Jesus. Like, I, I suspect you're reading all of those. So in reading through the entirety of the Gospel of Luke, we arrive today 
um, you know, in the fullness of the passion of the Christ. We we remember in reading um, in Luke 22 today, the preparation and the celebration of the Passover, the institution of the Lord's Supper, Judas's betrayal, um, Peter's denial, uh, Jesus's prayer on the Mount of Olives, um, his arrest, his mockery, him standing before the assembly of the elders and the people who were gathered together, the chief priests who are leading him away, um, you know, demanding, you know, if you're the Christ, tell us, if you're the Christ, tell us. And he says, you know, it doesn't, even if I tell you, you're not going to believe. This is why he came. This is why he came. And so when we consider the Christ of the manger, we must also consider the Christ of the cross. And so read Luke 22 today in conversation with Luke 2. And consider just who this is who came to dwell among us and become for us the way home we could never find without him. I hope that you join us each and every day in reading the Bible. We are people of the word. And every day I want to know, like, where in the word are you? I can tell you where I'm going to be in the word in 2022. I'm going to be following the Bible reading plan um, with My Faith Radio. Uh, and so you can check it out at MyFaithRadio.com. Why don't you join us in the Bible reading plan for 2022? Hey, in just a minute, um, I'm going to talk about the year end and its beginning. Where, where are we now and how might we move forward with hope? You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. For those of you texting in your pickup line ideas or, you know, things that you could pick up today in picking up the spirits of others, this is what you can pick up for me while you are out and about in the world. Um, Mary says, how about, uh, uh, she says, I love your pickup idea. How about picking up some things for a local food pantry? Which, of course, then led me to say uh, or think about, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could pick up the check for a family at another table. You could pick up the bill for a person behind you in the drive-thru. Like, there's all, all kinds of things you could pick up. Now, I'm waiting for my friend who um, works at the airport and picks up trash because that is a conversation we've had before that if you and I um, would just pick up all of those little broken pieces and throw them in the trash, like, we are one tiny, tiny piece at a time, like, putting Satan in his place. So, uh, so pick up... Pick up litter uh, and put Satan in his place. There you go. Um, all right. Let's see. Somebody else has texted in. Oh, and this is an answer to where in the word are you today? This friend says, I'm in Hebrews 6. I've actually just been parked there this week. Um, going to read Luke 1 and 2 on Christmas to our grandchildren. Amen. Amen. I love that. All right. Um, oh, hey, you could pick up some Chick-fil-A. Now, see, now your pickup ideas are, are jumping out. All right, there you go. Um, 
This friend says, hey, I had the privilege of standing before eight students from all over the globe today. And the verse I'll be reading at the end um, of that time is John 1, 9, the true life that gives life to everyone has come into the world. And then I'm going to have the privilege to lift up their prayer requests. All right, let's pick up other people today by lifting them up in prayer and uplifting their prayers as well. I love it. I love it. All right, you guys are picking me up. Let's be picking up others today as well. We are very swiftly approaching the year end, and therefore it's beginning. And it got me thinking about ruts versus rhythms. I mean, truth be told, um, I thought things would be different by now. Or, yeah, I thought maybe I would be different by now, right? So when we think about whether or not we're stuck in a rut or whether or not we are aligned with and sort of in the rhythm of the way God is working um, in our life, I think there is a question of moment-by-moment submission to the power of the Holy Spirit. That whole one degree of glory to another business in, in Scripture where it talks about our being conformed to the image of Christ by one degree of glory to another, that we're becoming more and more like Him, that requires that moment-by-moment we submit to the reality of the Holy Spirit within us and the power of the Holy Spirit over us to bring us into conformity with Christ. That's the rhythm. That's the step-by-step walking with the Spirit versus the sort of being stuck in the rut of our own habits. And so I want to just encourage us to think about that today. How do I get out of the rut and into a rhythm with, uh, with God? And part of this might be checking in on... Um, All the stuff that, like, I'm planning, I don't know about you, I've already got the giant 2022 calendar up on the wall in the kitchen. It's a dry erase, but who cares? I put stuff up there in Sharpie um, because I know the things that are planned for the coming year. Who is supposed to be where on what day doing what? Like, I know a ton of that already, and so it's up there. And then I have to live with the willingness that um, God is very likely going to expect me to do things I don't expect. So how do I live expecting always the unexpected, anticipating miracles, knowing that with God all things are possible, and that he has a ton of divine appointments set, and he knows the future that I do not know? So those are some of my encouragements here sort of at the year end and its beginning. Um, let's um, let's take a brief pause. I'm going to read your text. Tons of you are texting in at 877 Eight four about the things that you're picking up and the people you're picking up and how you're picking them up in the world. So keep those coming. I love the testimony um, of how God is working in and through each and all of us. We'll be right back. Hey, not only is it angels we have heard on high, um, I got to tell you that the ambassadors of Christ deployed in the world are making a very real and radical difference in the lives of other people. How do I know? Because in this whole picking up line thing, pick up line, um, you guys are bearing great witness and testimony to what God's doing in and through us. Um, And so this friend says, my favorite pick up line, um, which I write inside every Christmas card, um, is this. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. It's a great conversation starter. Yeah, amen, amen. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. 
Um, all right. Uh, Karen checking in saying, yes, yes, uh, I am the friend at the airport who picks up the trash. <laughs> yeah, Karen, I know. I wasn't going to like publicly out you, but there you are. I don't think she works at the airport anymore, but there you go. Um, so someone else listening right now who does work at the airport, you're now on task uh, to be picking up those little pieces of trash that are sort of everywhere and every single time saying to yourself, yep, I am putting Satan in his place. Um, let's see, Mary uh, checking in as well. Oh, I think I, did, I read this one already. Picking up things for a local pantry. Um, I was looking for the one. Oh, oh I got to scroll up. Um, we have a friend checking in and, and giving this testimony. I was leaving a convenience store yesterday with my cup of coffee. I chatted up an employee who was emptying the trash, which, um, as you're listening right now, I did the same thing. I chatted up an employee who was emptying the trash. Um, and so I, um, I get this. There's a lot of trash to be emptied today. All right. So uh, this friend says, um, how are you? To which the employee who was emptying the trash replied, well, I haven't killed anyone yet today. So I gave him a gift card for Jersey Mike's for lunch, and he was shocked and brightened, and it changed the trajectory of his day. And I, of course, texted back, and maybe the world. Like, it could be that you intervened by the grace of God, that you, you know, you were on the lookout for that divine appointment, and you intervened right in that moment. And who knows, who knows how that day could have gone, not only for that person, but um, for anyone that they encountered. I just thank you. Thank you. That is a God act right there taking place in real life. Um, All right. Uh, Deborah says, hey, how about picking up our pastors and the elders of our church? Let's text them. Tell them we're praying for them today. Let's do so very specifically and intentionally. Yes. Amen. Amen. And amen. Um, um, Finding, finding, let's see, hoping to find someone to pick up today. Well, yes. (laughs) Thank you. Let's be on the lookout. My friend Jessica would say, this is a bolo. Like you've heard, like they've put out, they've put out the word, like be on the lookout. So this is your bolo to be looking today for someone to pick up, right? Um, Pick up the check, pick up their spirits, pick them up and give them a ride. Um, I don't know, pick up their layaway. I don't know. I don't know. Pick up whatever it might be. Um, Be sure that today each one of us is on the lookout be on the lookout today. Bolo. This is your pickup bolo. Um, while you're out there picking up everything else, let's um, let's pick up the spirits of one another. Um, let's see. Um, hmm, what are you waiting for? Oh, that's a good pickup line. That is a good pickup line. What are you waiting for? We're all standing in line waiting. What are you waiting for? Hmm. Hmm. Remember that play, Waiting for Godot? Yeah, I, I remember it being quite depressive, but it's they're depressing. But uh, it's a good it's a good question to be asking. Um, all right, so uh, so we have a friend texting in a picture this morning. Thank you so much. He delivers even in healthcare, even in the pandemic, even in this day. So blessed to have the privilege to serve him. Yes, friend, amen, and thank you for that picture. I see the sun rising behind you. Um, and over you, and may it be shining through you as well. I mean, you know, the people we're the people who know that the sun rises, the real sun, S O N, not just the S U N. Um, okay, I have um, I had a whole thing to share with you about uh, the U.S. Census and um, the fact that people across the country are on the move. Um, so you're going to have to check that out for yourself. I also um, was going to lift up as a related conversation. Maybe I'll have time to do this one. 
Pew Research um, is is asking people um, not only about the the sort of why behind declining marriage rates in America, but the why behind declining birth rates. So, I mean, did you know that like the birth rate in America has the fertility, like the replacement rate has been on the decline since 1971? And we've now reached the place where like, you know, we we need immigrants because our own natural replacement is not happening. We're not actually having enough babies in America to replace, um, you know, existing the, the, the generations that are now dying. And so when you think about uh, a country's capacity to do what it does, and certainly its capacity to continue to flourish and grow and pay its own bills, you actually need people and you need people who are going to be productive, which means you need babies and you need children and you need families to raise those children. And so the conversation about children and their place in our lives and God's creation mandate that we should be fruitful and multiply and gently subdue the earth. Like that's a Christian worldview and it grows out of, you know, what God says to his people in Genesis. But we have moved far afield from, from Eden and from God's mandate to us in Eden. We now think that we can not only control birth, birth control, but that we can choose whether or not certain people should even be allowed to live once conceived. That would be abortion. Um, And that is certainly a part of this conversation about the radically reduced birth rate in America. But it also says something about our view of life and the gift of um, children versus some sort of commodified value that we place on children. As, as if we can not only choose when to have them, but which kinds of children to have. Um, and it says something about our view of God, our sense of autonomy versus God's sovereignty and his authority. And so when you read headlines like this one from Pew Research, which says white evangelicals are more likely than other Christians to say people should prioritize marriage and procreation, behind that are statistics that say the rest of the country does not at all prioritize marriage and procreation. Um, And so why is that? And how has that conversation so radically changed? And why 1971? And in answer to the question about why 1971, I actually think it's possible that it goes back to a book that was um, written in 1968 called The Population Bomb. And then in 1970, when the person who wrote that book was platformed by Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show over and over and over and over and over again. Now ask yourself, why would a person, a sociologist, writing about, you know, the, the, the numerics as he saw them about whether or not we were reaching the point where the earth would not be able to feed the people being born, like that was, that's essentially what the population bomb was about. Why would The Tonight Show, which was supposed to be comedic, Why would Johnny Carson platform him? And then why would he platform that individual over and over and over and over and over again? Well, because there was this sense that the population need to be controlled. And um, media and entertainment are drivers of culture in the ways that that many other things are not. So it's just interesting to me. I'm not saying that it's causal, but it is there is a correlation between when Johnny Carson 
platformed a guy who said the the world cannot sustain the number of people being born, and so we need to start controlling the population. Um, to the the decline in American birth rates, which has been increasing since 1971. I just think that that's just fascinating. Maybe not causal, but certainly correlative. All right, what are you uh, looking at out there in the world today? Karen says, Tom and I are picking up an old friend. Oh, I love that. Um, Now, to go on, um, we're picking up an old friend who is newly disabled. All right, how could you pick up others today? I just love that. Um, Virginia says, um, let's see, I get picked up so that I can go to church because I don't drive anymore. Well, thanks be to God for the person who picks up Virginia and takes her to church. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, we got to take another um, brief break. When we come back, we're gonna um, we're gonna have a really fun conversation in the second half of this hour with Randall Goodgame because, well, after all, Randall Goodgame is just fun. But we're gonna talk about singing the Bible with our families this Christmas. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. All right, you guys are full of ideas, and I totally love it. Um, be creative. Be a pickup artist. I love this input. Pick up the trash. Pick up a disabled friend. Pick up groceries for a shut-in. Pick up supplies for your local pregnancy center. Pick up the bill for the person behind you. Pick up the newspapers for a neighbor that's out of town. Um, all kinds of things that we could do today to pick up the spirits of others. And when they ask why we're doing um, what we're doing, well, that's a that's an opening, right? That's an opening to deliver our pickup line about the one who is the good news of great joy for all people, the one who comes this Christmas, the one whose spirit of which we are possessed and whose spirit we are seeking uh, to live out in the world that God so loves. All right, Randall, good game is up next. What are you singing with your family this Christmas? Um, and what would it be like to sing the Bible? That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. This is Max Lucado. Mary is wide awake. The pain has been eclipsed by wonder. She looks into the face of the baby, her son, her Lord, his majesty. At this point in history, the human being who best understands who God is and what he is doing is a teenage girl in a smelly stable. She can't take her eyes off of him. Somehow Mary knows she is holding God. She remembers the words of the angel. His kingdom will never end. He looks like anything but a king. His face is prunish and red. His cry, though strong and healthy, is still the helpless and piercing cry of a baby. He is absolutely dependent upon Mary for his well-being. Majesty in the midst of the mundane. Holiness in the filth of sheep manure and sweat. Divinity entering the world on the floor of a stable, through the womb of a teenager, and in the presence of of a carpenter. Glory, glory, glory to God. How do we impart the desire, the knowledge of that, the desire to sing to God um, and to others about his glory? How do we impart that to the next generation? Randall Goodgame joins us Slugs and Bugs is um, a now beloved um, television show. It is a beloved book uh, series of books. And 
a way to sing the Bible with our kids. So, Randall, welcome back to Mornings with Carmen. Thank you so much, Carmen. It's great to be here this morning. So uh, my little people in my family are singing the Bible because you are teaching them to sing the Bible. So let's talk about the power of song in terms of um, teaching the Bible to kids. And then let's specifically, uh, you know, let's talk about Sing the Bible Family Christmas. Oh, well, uh, you're you're touching on my favorite topic to talk about, so I'm so happy to. Yeah, there's nothing quite like music, is there, to uh, stick to your brain and and then when you when you compound it with scripture, something so eternally powerful, um, there really is something wonderful that happens. And then if you compound it with Christmas, uh, we all things all sorts of things start to explode in your mind. Yeah. So part of this, I mean, if you if people are going to listen to this, they might they might hear they might hear something that sounds somewhat familiar in terms of the. Um, the musical presentation. Can you talk a little bit about the inspiration behind this and why maybe for some of us the sound has a little bit of a familiar sound? Sure. Well, we have to credit uh, Vince Guaraldi from the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas special uh, filmed and recorded back in the 60s because uh, before that there wasn't really much of a jazz solo piano sense of uh, Christmas sensibility out there in the world. But now everybody hears those first few chords of any of those Charlie Brown songs, and we just think of Christmas. At least that's how I do. Yeah, um, no, totally. Linus, Linus standing up, telling the real story of Christmas. Like, who doesn't think of that when they think about, like, the way it should be said? I know, I know. We read it every Christmas uh, Christmas Eve, and it's just, we, I, we, nobody, we can't help but think of Linus when we read it. Um, but, yeah, so I wanted to make a record that uh, I, was, I, was, I was making a Christmas scripture cd is make you know part of slugs and bugs as you said is sing the bible which is a whole series of christmas of uh, scripture cds and i wanted to make one that reminded me of um that christmas music and so i i grew up playing jazz and uh that set out to make a jazz christmas record and found a bunch of christmas scripture song scriptures that fit uh, you know there's nothing like uh well if you think about how faith um, is almost like a jumble of, of memory and tradition and emotion mixed in with what the Lord is doing in our, in our hearts, because we, we were, we're remembering his word, but we're also remembering um, sermons and songs and, and things we've been taught and experiences that we've gone through with people in faith. Um, and music, when you, when you attach music to that, um, it it's, gives us access to it quicker, and mm-hmm. almost like a little a little lifeline. Yeah, I don't know if you know this about um, about your music, but um, so I have a, a granddaughter who um, has autism, and although she cannot slow her own brain down enough to talk to me about things. Because your music provides a rhythm that she can align with, she can sing the songs. Wow. And that is um, fascinating to me. She can't slow her own mind down, but because you're providing her with a rhythm and words that, you know, sound like words that she would say. um, Wow. And, you know, in the voice of children, like that, I just wanted to let you know that in case you don't know that's happening, that's happening out here in the world. Wow. Thank you, Carmen. Well, it's, 
it's an answer to prayer, first of all. When Ben Shive, the producer, and I make these records, we, we write children's names and, and parents' names up on the board and think of the people that we want to reach. And we have families, uh, and we have, we have autism in our family and uh, other families that have other special needs where kids are only verbal in song. And so those kids go up on the board as well. And so that's just a fantastic answer to prayer to hear. You know, I love that. It's by no, um, it's, it's no coincidence that the Lord commanded us to sing. So there's, there's really something to that. We're going to um, listen to a part of Unto Us, A Child is Born. One of the verses of Scripture that's highlighted in the Sing the Bible Christmas CD is Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. We're talking with Randall Goodgame, and this is Slugs and Bugs. Unto us, a child is born. That is a verse from Mary's song from Luke chapter 1 that you would find on the Sing the Bible Christmas CD from Slugs and Bugs. Randall Goodgame is here. We're talking about it. Um, that's a special friend there that is, uh, that is singing in that song. Um, so this isn't a project you did all by yourself. That's right. Uh, yeah, you could call her a friend, I guess, too. That's my daughter, Livy who now is uh, out in the world. She's 21 years old, a junior in college. She was about, I think, 15 or 16 when she sang that. So, yeah, it was. It was a very, very family-oriented project. My, uh, my daughter, my wife, um, our youngest son all sang on it. My oldest son didn't sing on it, but he was a participant. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, we, I try. I've, my whole parenting life, I've been trying to find ways to include my kids in what I do just so that they can both uh, have the memory of being with me in the studio and in a part of it. And also because, you know, there's often scripture attached. And so I want to try to find every way I can to, to let it sink into their brains. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about another song that is, uh, that's on this really just, it's really, it's a fun CD. It's wonderful. Um, Talk with us about, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Why Why is there, um, you know, this creation text, and, and how, because I feel like, um, you know, the prologue to the Gospel of John is sometimes not quite as easy for kids to grasp as shepherds in a field, wise men on camels, a star, a town. This is a little more squishy in terms of what what's being taught here. So talk a little bit about the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Right. Well, that you, it's, you're right to point out that it is it's a great word to use. 
it's a lot more squishy than the shepherds in the stable and in the manger. But um, I, I think the way I approach it is with the same sort of humility that um, comes from understanding that I don't understand all of what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, and, you know, a lot of times uh, people ask me about what, when they can introduce certain concepts to their kids and is it wasting their, your time to introduce things that they don't maybe understand all the way. And I think about, well, I, I always say what, I'm not sure I understand any of it all the way. So uh, for me to expose them to the idea that there is this great cosmic story going on that John is setting up his gospel with um, and kind of makes them step back and go, oh, at the very least, it makes you think, wow, this is a big story. Um, in, the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I don't understand that, but that, that I think part of the mystery draws us in. And all of Scripture is that way, and, all, and frankly, the Holy Spirit is that way. I don't understand um, what's happening here, but you are calling me to you, and I'm going to set down my need to understand it all and submit to you because your greatness is bigger than anything that I could I could comprehend. So maybe in a certain way, introducing them to this passage and getting them to sing it is, it is helping shape that understanding of that concept that God is big and we are small, but he's inviting us into this story and he came to be with us in our smallness. Hmm. I think sometimes kids feel um, maybe not so much included in the story as um, kind of objects at Christmas, um, particularly, you know, maybe expectations of them, of, um, you know, how they're going to respond to people. I'm thinking here of grandparents or extended family who have expectations of the way little kids are going to, you know, be present or participate or respond to them or, um, and you do just the opposite, by the way, you just allow children to be children and to engage with the reality of the gospel. Um, and you treat them as real people. Uh, and I, I, for one, just want to say thank you for that. Uh, thank you for (laughs) like honoring the reality of who they are as people who are growing in every way, hopefully growing up in every way into Christ. But, you know, you, you treat them as real people. You do it in the show. You do it when you, you know, when you have live events. Um, and and I, just, I don't know if you recognize that distinction in what you're doing, but I wanted to say thank you. Wow, Carmen, thank you so much. Um, I I think maybe if it's, if it's what resonates with me there when you're talking is that I— it helps me and my faith to always try to remember every day that I am a child um, because it's really easy for me to want to just take on the world on my own and, and only pray at dinner. Um, and so, but that's just my hubris and, and uh, just human sinfulness. So, but when I remember that I am a child, I'm God's child and he is my father and that he understands things going on and he's calling me to not try to store up what I'm going to say, but to just trust him in the moment um, with all things that, that humility, hopefully maybe pours out um, to, to the kids because I just like, I, like you're, like you're saying, they are, they're invited in 
because they are they're maybe sometimes maybe uh, under not undervalued, but sometimes it's easy for parents to sort of shun them into the corner or to feel like this is your place. Um, but God doesn't treat us like that. He invites us to the table, and um, we we have we learn or or we learn how to submit and we we learn how to behave. It not doesn't mean it's just like free range all the time. The kids can dance on the table, but um, it. I do find there's real power for me personally in reminding myself, letting the scriptures remind me all the time that God is my loving father and he's invited me into the journey with him. And he expects me to mess up and he expects me to get it wrong. Um, but he loves me with grace through it. And as I experience that love, I'm drawn to obedience. And I think that same, I try to treat kids the same way with uh, expecting they're going to mess up but trying to treat those mess-ups with grace so that they're drawn to his love through me. Well, we just love it. Please give our Christmas greetings to um, Ben Shive and to all the rest of the folks that are involved, not only in this project, but, you know, sort of the larger effort as well. Um, just appreciate each and every one of you. Um, as we as we wish you a Merry Christmas, um, Paul, I know you're listening right now. I'm wondering if we could play um, the full song of Glory to God as we head into our final break. Can we do that? Yes, we can. Just I love it. Here. I love it. I love it when the person who pushes the buttons like has a button to push. All right, here we go. Um, Randall, good game. Thank you so much, and Merry Christmas. Thank you, Carmen. Merry Christmas to you and Paul. Bye bye. This is glory to God from the Slugs and Bugs. Glory, glory, glory to God in the highest.
Yes, for those of you texting in um, about where to get that, um, I think uh, the best place to go is slugsandbugs.com, but you can also find it on Amazon. What you're looking for is the Sing the Bible Family Christmas Slugs and Bugs. I know that sounds a little crazy, but it is super fun and so precious. Um, All right, get out there today and pick up someone's spirits while you're out there, you know, picking up last-minute gifts. Let's be people who pick up the people around us, spread the joy and the spirit of Christmas, who is Jesus the Christ. Let's not forget that. Let's stay focused on him. Have a great day. God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.